Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. the things that you didn't realize before that you didn't see exactly yeah in a way but it's not just that i don't know they change you physically they change you psychically they change you in any possible way because those people are so different and they are so out of the ordinary whatever you would meet in day-to-day life that they have the capacity to to do that yeah so I met this guy and we got a li- little bit closer, we got, we got to talk to each other more and I just realized, wow, this guy, he's so, I don't know, he's so manly. He, what was so good about him? You, I don't even know. When you meet a person that is so, he was so driven, he was so into his own things, he was so not worried about judging what's going on around him, what other people do, what other people say, what things like that, you know? And he was always focused on his own things, like he used to be an athlete, and at the moment um, he was working for, for a firm, and he was very ambitious to get um, to be known in the world, and things like that, but he always had the time to to go training and do his athletic things and then go to work and then do all the stuff around his house like cooking. He didn't he didn't need any help from anyone basically. Um, and by the time I, I, I knew this guy, I was maybe completely the opposite, you know. And I went out of a what wrong relationship. Did you say completely the opposite? Yeah. Opposite of what? Sorry. Of him. Oh, I see. No ambition, no drive, etc. Not not that, not that part. Maybe, yeah, you have ambitions, but different ambitions than that person. But I was like, I I got out of a long relationship. I was like, not depressed, but about to become a depressed person. Mm. I was in London. I was alone. I had nobody. I didn't know what I want to do in life um, basically I had no idea what's going on around me okay 
muscles and on top I used to be so skinny physically that you wouldn't believe it. If I show you a picture of me back then you would be like so you were 28 and you looked like this. Yeah, like a child. <laughs> I might have. I mean, just a, a picture I can just add to the video. You don't have to show it. Okay. Right now, yeah. I was like, well, I don't one. think they will see. Uh, yeah. Were you, were you like size six? Something like that? Size eight? Yo, I'm size six right now. You're size six now? Mm-hmm. So, so I was You must have been like, anorexic. I wasn't anorexic because I was eating. Uh, but so you, I was eating normally. Uh, but because... I was basically consuming myself with worrying and yeah, yeah, I'm a person that worries a lot. Basically about other people, not about myself, but I worry a lot. And overthinking about situations and things like that. They just, for some people, they get you, they can get you fat, but for other people, it acts completely the opposite. So no matter how much you eat, you're still gonna be skinny and you're gonna be losing weight. And okay, I wasn't in a good state, yeah. So, whatever I am right now, I can say that he helped me and thanks to him, I became a, well, a healthy woman. Because before, I can't consider I was healthy. Even if I wasn't sick, I was sick in a way. <laughs> Do you understand? I think so. So yeah, he, he got me into exercising and all that. I've never ever exercised before that in my life. Maybe just in school, in high school. You know, because you have like the the classes that you need to attend, they are compulsory and that's it. So I saw a video of you on Instagram doing deadlifts. Yeah. That video is done to him. Hmm. Thanks to him. Well, I haven't been seeing him for a while, but yes, he, he got me into exercising at the beginning. Which was lighter, it was like a game at the beginning, you know? He, he used to like girls with good mom. And I was like, Who doesn't? I don't know. Actually, there's quite You know what? In my country, it's not like that. Uh. In my country, the culture is completely different. Uh. The skinnier you are, the better. So, yeah. It, it depends. It's a matter of taste, I guess. <laughs> but here in the UK, I suppose, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Yeah. What was the ethnicity of this guy? Hmm? What was the ethnicity of this guy? Um, well, this guy, he is originally from Ghana. I thought so. But... I thought yeah. so. He was born and raised in Spain. Oh, wow. I know. Wow. <laughs> it's a weird combination. Wow. Though. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, okay, let's talk. Why did you tell he was from Ghana? I, you know what? A flash of inspiration just told me he was black. Oh, okay. I'm not even sure why, because you, okay, so you didn't say anything about him. But yeah. just something, it just hit me. I was like, this is a black guy, isn't it? But I didn't want to actually say no, for whatever right. reason. So I tiptoed around him. I said, oh, just what was the ethnicity of this guy? But okay. That's so you just asking. thought he was African. That's it, no? Well, I, I knew he was black. I mean, he might be like Jamaican or something or America, but in my head, it's like, this is a black guy, isn't it? Mm. So anyway, this guy, you had amazing sex with, right? Yeah, but things... I think things born out of admiration for him, out of respect. First of all, those are those, those were my first feelings towards him. I'm like, wow, what a guy, you know? It's true. That's how I felt. And yeah, then we started to to be closer and closer. And to be honest, he helped me at some point when I had no place to stay. 
so he got me into his house. I stayed in his household for about two weeks, but nothing happened between us, okay? At that point, we were still just friends. Um, then I had to move out. I went to Spain for a while, and my mom lives there, and I stayed there for a while, and I don't know why. I came back to London. I actually got to miss London. You know when you're here and you absolutely hate London and then you go out and then you're like, hmm, actually I think I love London, I'm gonna go back. So I came back, we got to meet each other and then one day I just went to, to his place, okay, just to sleep over but again, this was not planned, I wasn't expecting anything to happen but then it just happened. Um, I don't know if ever happened to you to feel like this amazing connection with somebody, like the energy that was there and everything, it kind of blown me away, I was, wow, <laughs> okay, even the heartbeats, you know, when you have sex with somebody, it's lately, okay, whenever I have sex with somebody, it's not that exciting, it's just like, okay, we're having sex, we're having fun, but you don't you don't actually feel those vibes like you know when you feel somebody's heartbeat before you actually get into the act when you say you feel you felt his heartbeat do you mean what do you mean i don't know like, you could feel his you don't mean like oh do you mean like you were pressed against him and you felt his heartbeat or are you trying to say that you actually felt like you could feel his heartbeat inside yeah you? I, yeah i actually felt that i can feel his, his heartbeat and his heart accelerating and all that. I don't know, it's so weird. I don't know if people would understand something from this, but yeah, that's what happened. And the fact was amazing, I'm not gonna lie. So, yeah. It's probably the best one that I had until that point. And yeah, it was something different. It was much more intense and rough than anything else I had to that point. Intense and rough in what way? What were you guys doing? Like, I don't know, Tying hair pulling, up, yeah, slapping, things like that, biting, yeah, yeah, everything. I see. Um, Toys? At that point, no, because it was basically the first time, and I told you, it wasn't planned, so... Toys from where? <laughs> you don't just pull them out from somewhere. Maybe, yeah. Just one. No, no, they weren't there at that point. Um, I don't think he had any thoughts. So, hmm. those came into the picture later, later on. on. Yeah. I see. But it was still amazing, whatever happened between us. And then we got into seeing each other from time to time. But... You know like when you're in a relationship with somebody, you're not that worried about how you look, or maybe you are, but not to that point, and as, um, as soon as the relationship gets older, you're like, okay, I don't need to do my hair, I don't need to wear makeup because I'm comfortable with this person, and this person knows me just the way I am, and I don't need to be that attractive for them, because... In a way, you feel like you own them, anyway. Yeah, and you don't have to try anymore. Uh-huh. You don't need to fight for them. You don't need to um, to keep the intensity of the relationship there. You know, that flame. You know, I think that is. I think most people are inherently lazy. 
So they do what they feel they have to do. So if a guy's with a girl or a girl's with a guy, and like the guy thinks, you know what, I don't have to take her out to keep her around, he won't take her out. If the girl thinks, I don't have to dress up, she won't dress up. But do you agree that most people, when they get in a serious relationship and the, the time passes by, they get to that stage? Yeah, you, yeah, of course. You just feel like you're basically comfortable. That's what it is. But you were never comfortable with this guy. No, I was comfortable, but not in the way that I felt like I don't need to take care of me or I don't need to look good for this guy or... No, it was completely the opposite. Each time I used to see him, yeah, I wanted to look good. I wanted to... Because I wanted to... That flame to be there and to grow higher and deeper and... Something like that, you know. So each time I used to see him, yeah, I always took care of him. My hair is done, makeup, yeah. How Underwear, often did you see him? How often did you see John? Very often. Maybe once a week or something like that. Well, everybody works in London. They're all busy, you know how it is. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. So, did you guys experiment in like lots of different places? That came like in later, okay? So, this is London at this stage. In London, yeah, everything was amazing. We used to, as I said, I used to always wear sexy things for him and yeah, things like that. But things got even spicier when he moved out of London. So, when I say out of London, I didn't mean like he went to a different city in UK. And he didn't even went to Europe. He actually went to Ghana to work. Wow. Okay? Yeah. And he's been there for like three years now. And you kept seeing him when he was in Ghana? Yes, we weren't planning to see each other because when when he left, he actually went to Spain. He said, okay, now I'm kind of over. When I'm done with London, I'm going to go home to Spain. But then he got this contract in Ghana and he said, okay, I'm going to go there and try to see what can I achieve in there. And we stayed in contact, we used to speak, and I don't know why, once, after a few months, I told him, oh, what do you think if I come and see you? Because I've never been outside Europe, this is a good opportunity. Yeah, I think he thought about it a few days, but then I got to go there, and this became... A habit afterwards because I used to go every few months there. She used to come to Europe sometimes. We used to go to different places like Milano. Whenever he could, he used to come to London and like a relationship, but not actually being a relationship because we never spoke about anything else. Mm. We were good friends. We had a good sexual connection, but. Otherwise than that, we haven't spoke about anything else. So when he moved to Ghana, I think it, it's the distance as well and the thing that we used to see each other rarely and you didn't have that person available there whenever you wanted to. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking that when he moved to Ghana, then he became not the forbidden fruit, but like a rare luxury. Exactly, and something when, like yeah. that. So when you see him, you have to get your money's worth. 
because God only knows the next time when it's going to happen. Or if it's going to happen. Oh. So, yeah, so we got into playing more, exploring more. Because when I was um, I was here, he was there. We always communicate through text. And I, I spoke with him about what I would like to do, whatever I would like to experiment. Yeah, we were really comfortable with each other so we could talk about this kind of thing. So... What kind of things did you ask him to do, and what kind of things did he ask you to do? If I think about it right now, I don't, he didn't really ask me a lot. Mm. It was more me that I was asking. Yeah. You were basically you were opening up and exploring certain sides of yourself, and he was just giving you he, a framework to do that. He was just he, allowing you to be yourself. He always told me, like... Oh, whatever you want to try, whatever you want to explore, whatever you want to experiment, I'll do it for you. That's it. Mm. So, yeah, sometimes I used to ask him, but he wasn't saying much about that part, so I just felt like um, he wants to do whatever I want to do, which is fine, I didn't mind. Um, so then I used to I used to go to sex shops, get toys, um, get costumes. Sexy underwear, sexy underwear was an everyday thing. So I would, I would always buy new things for him. I would never wear the same things twice, you know. Wow. Never. Wow. Um. You like a diva, you know? Like you get like yeah, a lot of divas. Yeah, he used to call me like a little diva. Yeah, a little diva, yeah, like a sexual diva. Yeah. Um. No, sorry, darling. I can't wear this g-string again. It's already been exactly. worn once. Exactly. He's seen me with that one already. <laughs> think I am darling. Yeah, something like that. Um so different places to go and have sex. Like you know sometimes only in your bedroom it starts to be boring. Mm. Not really boring, but it's a usual thing, something that you would do every day. So getting out of the picture it can be very exciting. I don't know. I I met women who don't agree because they're like oh this is very comfortable and the bed is comfortable. Why would you go out of that and I do not do it in parks and things like that? Because that's not really... I don't know. They don't feel comfortable in doing that. Maybe you're not comfortable, but it's really exciting. It's, it's adrenaline. And that always adds up to whatever is going on. It's, it's making things feel much more intense than usually. Do you agree? I do. Do you feel like maybe those women are just a bit scared and that's the reason why they say no? Or do you feel like they genuinely don't like the idea? You know, we spoke about comfort zone before. So, getting out of your comfort zone sometimes it can be a good thing. Well, most of the times it can be a good thing. It can help you progress as a person. Well, in, at this, in this stage it can help you as well, no? Because if you do the same thing all over and again, it just begins like a habit. It's something normal. It's, it's exciting, but it's not something overly exciting, something that you're looking forward to. Something that you can't wait to try, you know? Yeah, hey. And isn't that having conversations, sending tests, and speaking about it, and it just, I don't know, it takes some of the things to a different stage, to a different level. And yeah, for me that was really exciting. Why did you and this guy stop seeing each other? Because it sounds like 
this man, at least like in a sexual sense, does everything you've ever wanted. How the hell did that this end? It didn't. No. We never descended. We just stopped seeing each other. When's the last time you saw him? It's been a while. I've seen him a little bit just after Christmas now. But before that, it's been over one year that we haven't seen each other. But when you saw him just after Christmas? You know, you know. Christmas. It's been over a year. Yeah. You know, yeah. I haven't seen you for a while. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about you. Mm-hmm. My God, you look so damn sexy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Your lips are so red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't wearing red lipstick before. This is a new thing. Yeah. We had a little Your bit hair of fun. Was so, oh, and it's ice cream. I see. I see. I see. But no, <laughs> things never descended between us. So, all of the contrary, I could say, like, that sexual desire that we always had, it, it was always increasing. Honestly, it was always getting more and more intense. Why did we stop seeing each other? I don't even know. To be honest, like, it's been a long time, like... How long? Two years? Two years? Yeah. 2016 or 2015? Well, I don't know. Well, we've seen each other two years that I know, but when it started, it was after I broke up with my ex. Um, you know, like, sometimes with this kind of things, you need to stop. Because maybe things are getting dangerous. If you're not going into something else, then, I don't know, you don't need to let yourself absorb, because, yes. Because you were becoming quote-unquote addicted. We weren't, yeah. Yeah? If we weren't addicted. A quote-mark dick, quote-mark tit. (laughs) That's actually funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was an addiction. Uh, I think it was. I see. Mm-hmm. So, is that something you... Actually, you never really broke it off at all, but you're saying that you were happy for it to fizzle away because you felt like things were getting too severe. Is that right? No, things ended between us. So the first the first bit, the, the one from last year, well, after Christmas is last year as well, but last year, the, the other time, you know what I mean? Um, he was the one that ended things. He told me like, well, he actually told me like that he's starting to see somebody, and yeah, so things ended at that point for one year, and then now he came to London. We've seen each other. Uh, I I don't know. I just felt I need to stay away from him, so I delete his number. No, he's not in London. He went back to London, so I had to delete his number and just cut it off because. Yeah, you know, addiction. You know something? Very interesting what you just said. You said that you had to cut him, you had to delete his number and cut him out because it was too painful. Is that what I'm guessing? Like you were getting too caught up in the emotions surrounding everything. Is that right? I don't know. You know when you don't even know what kind of feelings you have for a person? Mm. We, we never sat down to talk about it and let's see what's going on what is all this about and things like that so 
no matter how much you're wondering yourself, okay, what do I actually feel for this person? Um, you don't get the straight answer to that question. So I was like, I need to stop doing this for now, at least. Yeah. Maybe at some point we're gonna be friends again, but for now I just need to stay away from him. And I felt like it's good not to have any access to him, so I could only do that by deleting his numbers. Any access? Access. Spell it? Oh, access, access, access. I see. Access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I got it, yeah. I have a little bit of an accent. Actually, a lot of it, but... <laughs> so, I've done that, and it's been about two months now that I haven't been speaking to him. I still think about him. Don't get me wrong, so... Of course you do. Even the one year that we haven't seen each other, it's been there constantly in my mind. I don't know how you can get rid of something like that. Wow. We'll, well see what's gonna happen, no? I was gonna ask you a question, and I think yeah. you kinda answered it. I was gonna ask you if this guy has, like, maybe set an example for every man that's followed after him, or maybe even ruined other men as well, because, like I say, I don't know, you say you don't know about him in terms of the relationship or whatnot, mm -hmm. but sexually, he's clearly the ultimate guy. Sexually, it's whatever I wanna have with the guy. Mm. Like, each time that I, I would have sex with somebody, I think people just see me like a fragile human being, like a tiny woman, and a dainty they are so, yeah, they're like delicate with me, and I don't want that. I really don't. Yeah, you want a man to put you in your place and hold you firm and close and tough. Yeah, something like that. To radiate an aura into you. But I also want them to kind of realize to kind of guess i don't know if it's guessing it's called guessing but have that instinct that i'm actually like that without me having to tell them like listen i want you to pull my hair okay because if i tell them that You're something just it's it's going away of the picture something is not okay you know okay so what happens if you tell them is it that you tell them and you're a slut or is it that no. you tell them and then it's boring because you have to tell them whereas you want to be surprised and you tell well every woman wants to be surprised they know well, see, this <laughs> being called a slut I'm not afraid of that mm. because whatever you do in, in that area in the bed it's something that should be private correct if somebody chooses to go out and brag about it and speak with everybody, and it's just not worth it for me. So for me to feel bad because of that, because I, I like what I like, no. I don't even, I don't know, I don't feel promiscuous because of that. Sister. I said you do your thing, sister. Exactly. Do your thing, you live your life. Why should you be feeling guilty for something that you like? Thank you very much. Especially if the thing that you like isn't hurting anyone as well. Exactly. And it's not like today I'm with you, tomorrow I'm with somebody else, the day after with somebody. No, it's not about that. It's just about being open enough to and have the courage to explore things that you would like to explore and realize that um, okay this life is gonna end 
and the only certain thing we have in this life is that we're gonna die and we don't have all the time in the world to do whatever we want to do this thing could end tomorrow so today we're here we're having this conversation and maybe tomorrow I don't want to be I don't want to sound like that but maybe tomorrow we're not gonna be here anymore so we don't have that luxury of oh, you know what I'm not gonna do this because people think this about it if I want to do something I'm gonna do it because I want it and I have an opportunity to do it that is that maybe I'm not gonna have it anymore there's a question I wanted to ask you. I've kind of half forgotten what it was. Okay. Oh, that's right. No, no, it's back, it's back, it's back. So you mentioned about you want a guy to grab you, pull you in, pull you in, etc. Right? But you don't want to say it because if you say it, you will lose something. Like, you know, it loses something. Yeah, like a spell, you know? Once you confess that thing, it's just. The magic is done. Yeah, around this bit. I don't know. Maybe it's not like that, but that's how I feel. I hear I think I hear what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying. Because actually, like, people who are like that, they would do it anyway. You wouldn't have to tell them. They would do that, no? If you're not like that, you're not going to do it. Well, you well, see, that's true to an extent. But I would say it's from a guy's perspective, right? You know, like, in society right now, there's this, like, push for men to not be rapists or sleazy. Okay? Like, you know, like, you got the Me Too movement and things like this. So, a lot of guys, a lot of men, are scared of being overly forceful because there's a thin line between being overly forceful and being a sleaze bag, a dirt bag, a rapist. So, the point I made is there are lots of guys, loads, like loads, 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 who would like to do something like that, but it's like, like it comes with risk, you know, because if you miscalibrate, there'll be like a lot of guys who are watching this, you're like, yeah, I'd like to do that, but if I miscalibrate them, and then you're like, oh my god, what the fuck did you do? You fucking asshole, don't you dare do that to me. So, there are people that have those fears. That's because they're actually not seeing real women. If you're real about yourself, you're not gonna do that. You're not gonna just start making a scene out of nothing. You can say like, listen, I'm not comfortable with something like that. And I think that person will sound. You don't need to take it to a whole new level, no? So they actually don't see real women, you just see little girls. And that's it. I think there's a lot of little boys and I think there's a lot of little girls. So, the thing is, I want something real. I don't want the little boys. The little boys, they can be left aside for the little girls to play. I'm looking for a man. If it is to come. But it is what it is. There are other things to enjoy in life as well, no? Are you seeing anybody right now? No, right now I'm not seeing anybody. No, I'm, I've been a little bit busy with the work and with the training and stuff, so i got actually very little time left at the moment. Um, I, I want to meet somebody, but I just need to make some extra time for that to happen. Because you're so busy with work and other things right now. Yeah, well, especially with the trading because I need to travel, so 
and my trainer is in Hanford, which is one hour away from me. So I go one hour, I train one hour, and I come back one hour. It's three hours already. I need to go to work. I finish late all the time. It's a little bit funny because I work in the hotel, so I always finish my shift at 11 o'clock, which is quite late for people to be dating. It's, it's, it's late for dating, but it's not late for everything. I know, but when you need to wake up in the morning to go to train, <laughs> then it's a little bit difficult, but... I'm, I'm willing to make time if it's gonna happen. Got another question. Yeah. Do you ever turn men down? Who, when I say turn men down, like let's say like a guy's like, can I have your number? Or would you like to have a date? Do you ever turn men down who ordinarily you would be interested in, but because you're so busy, you're turning the guy down? It's not even because of him, it's just that you're not busy. Oh, 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 no. If I see something that I like, I would definitely go for it. So if the guy would ask for my number, I would give him my number and I would actually make time for to see him. So, as I said, I'm open. But I just didn't have time to actively look for something. That's the thing. So maybe two months before this, I would like sometimes go on dinner or sometimes. Well, I'm gonna be honest, a lot of men text me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. I received tons of messages. Tons of messages. Tons of messages. Like in an average day, how many messages? Oh, no. Maybe about 10. Which is a lot because they add up every day. From different guys? Yeah. And I have guys who constantly text me every single day. Interesting. Um, I know, <laughs> but I haven't been actively searching for something lately, because as I said, normally I would go on Tinder maybe, I would speak to one, two, three guys, and the same on other social media, um, but lately I haven't done that. It's just because literally I have no time at all, zero. I've been having projects at work and this training thing, yeah. I really want to get very strong by summer, you know. Yeah. I don't know why by summer, but yeah. What's the name of that woman who you said you want to look like? Vicky Justice. Vicky Justice, I agree. Um, what's it going to... Oh, yeah. You see all of these men, right? These, like, legions of men. These yeah. scores and scores and flocks of men. Dozens of men. Hundreds of men. Like, just constant. There are a lot of men in London. A lot of men. There's, like, what? Nine, ten million people in London. Half of them are men, and all of them are messaging you. Some of them, yeah. So it's not five million men messaging you. But I have, I have, even now I have a couple of hundred messages on red. Jeez, okay, this is what I was going to say, right? You've got so many guys messaging. Does that then not, like, degrade the humanity of these men? Like, because what I mean is, like, you're here and you're talking to me, right? And I'm right in front of you, and, I, and you can see I'm a human being. With thoughts and feelings and a soul and all that jazz. But... All of those other men, they're human beings as well. Yeah, of exactly. But when you just you look in your phone, you go, and it's like, do you, do you not then find it hard to remember that these are people? You know what? Thing with this, a lot of people text you. Uh, I'm I'm a very nice person, so I would love to answer everybody. But 
imagine me sitting on, on my phone and speaking to all these people. You just don't have the time. I'm not going to spend hours speaking to people that I don't know. So maybe I would answer to some of them, but definitely I wouldn't have the time to answer to all of them. Which makes me feel bad sometimes because I'm like, as you said, these are human beings and I shouldn't be like that. But it's impossible to speak to all of them. It really is. It's like, I want to be nice and at least say, hi, you know what, listen, you're not my type, or just speak to them a little bit, but no, I can't. You know, I think it'd be, I think it'd be really interesting to live life as a woman. And to actually know what that's like. And I don't mean like to, you know, dress up like a woman. I mean, oh, no. <laughs> you must like to wear heels for once in your life. I wore heels like Listen, three times like when I was like six or seven. I don't like heels myself, so it's okay. <laughs> If I was a woman, I think I'd wear it. Probably. But sometimes I ask myself, like, if I was a woman, like, what would my style be? I think men invented heels to torture us or something. No, men invented heels to wear them themselves. To torture us? No, no, did you not know men used to... No. When heels were invented, men wore them. Men used to wear stockings and high heels. That was like a manly thing. And then for some reason, it flipped over to women. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so that's strange. Yeah, that's strange. If you go back hundreds of years, right? Look at yeah. men pictures like hundreds of years ago. They're wearing stockings, they're wearing heels. No, that I know, but the heels? Yeah. Well, actually, you know when they were, when you used to wear the wings? Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly, they, yeah, they yeah, did yeah. have time yeah. with those heels. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. No. Now that you mentioned it, yeah, it was like that. Poor guys. I feel actually sorry for women who have to wear heels, you know, like office jobs and things like that, where they kind of make you wear the heels. Just come on, those things are a torture for us. Well, you know what? I spoke to a woman who said that she can't not wear heels, like she absolutely has Her to. brain was washed. Well, you know well, what? You know what? Listen. No. Heels can injure your back, first of all. They change your posture. But they then, they but, are not but natural. They make your legs look so sexy. I can be sexy in other ways. Thank I'm, you. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying, saying, you know, there's the smooth to go through. I think I can be sexy in other ways. You know what? To be wearing heels. You know what? Think about women wearing heels, right? When women wear heels, it makes your calf muscles look like they're more defined. And. Yeah, because like, you know, like the position heels put your foot in, yeah? that naturally kind of like raises your calf muscle. Yeah. So your calf muscle looks yeah. really fine. So I used to see women in heels, I thought, how comes all these women are, are yeah, like such defined tiny legs? Uh, Just like such defined, why are their legs so defined? And then I realized that that's actually what was going on. I never feel like I have to wear heels. Never. Whatever I go, like even when I go out in clubs, I can get more guys than any woman wearing heels, and I'm wearing than any Converse. Than any. Well, not any. Probably there are a lot of women. a gorgeous woman in there. But yeah, the, the point is, I don't need to be wearing heels. I can wear my Converse and be as sexy as any other woman and have her calves raised. No. Hey. Yeah, when I go out, I usually uh, wear cover jeans and a crop top or something like that. That's it. And I feel sexy. That's probably because of what you're radiating. Oh, see? That's it. Confidence. Yeah. yeah. 
There is a woman called Priyanka, Priyanka Chopra. Priyanka Chopra. She was in the last Baywatch film. You know, they made a Baywatch film last year. Now, this is going to sound crazy, but I don't actually watch TV. I don't really watch movies either. Well, no worries. Her name's Priyanka Chopra. She's Indian, and she's okay. a Bollywood superstar. And she was in a Hollywood film last year. Yeah. Anyway, as well as acting in Bollywood and being a superstar there, she won Miss Universe in like 2000. She said, she said that confidence is the reason why she won Miss Universe. She said that there were other women there who were more pretty, more, well, just more beautiful. But she believed in herself, and because she believed in herself, she lost I think, I mean, human brain can do amazing things. Like, if you have this idea, you have it inside of you, and you really believe it, and you, you, you kind of get to, to transmit that to other people around you. And they get to believe it as well. It's, it's pretty amazing, I don't know. This is communication to a whole different level. It's because, basically, the opinion you have of you is the opinion other people will have of you. So, people are just taking cues from you as to how to treat you. So, if you meet someone going, hey, I'm an arsehole, they go, hello, arsehole. <laughs> Alright, thank you for letting me know you're an arsehole now I will treat you like this. If you meet someone going, hey, I'm amazing, look, hello, Mr. Amazing. And don't you think, like, if people would actually, all of us, all of us would really like to think, like, the world would be such a better place? Yeah. Because you wouldn't have to be depressed anymore, you wouldn't have to be sad anymore, you would just have to have that confidence that, yeah, you can go in. I think the fact that most people lack that confidence is actually by design. Let me explain what I mean. Okay. Because, right? Consumerism, like the lifeblood of the economy, people going out and buying things, the iPhone that this is filmed on, the clothes that me and you are wearing, whatever, whatever makeup you might be wearing, just whatever, like things that people buy, cars, computers, etc. They're all predicated on the notion that you're not enough without it and that you need it to feel whole. So that's the whole point of the advertising. So like when you're you're in like some ASOS or something and you see a model wearing a jacket, like and that man's wearing a jacket, he looks cool. It's like, hey, if you wear this, you'll be like him. You know you feel like shit now? I know you feel like a piece of shit, don't you? And you actually come off. If you wear this, you'll be like him. If you have this iPhone, you'll be cool because you'll have this iPhone. If you have this car, you'll be cool because you've got the car. But they're playing on the fact that you feel like you're lacking. Because if you have some like Buddhist monk who's just meditating for 20 years and is completely at ease with themselves, they say, hey, why would you like to buy this lipstick? Well, I don't think now Buddhist monks would want lipstick, but you still you get the point. They say, would you like to buy this really nice pair of shoes? Like, no, not really, I'm good. Mm. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, maybe people should think more about themselves, like to sit down and meditate and forget about the stuff they have and the stuff they own. 
it's true. At the end of the day, none of this makes you happy. If I take away your phone, maybe you're gonna miss your phone in the beginning, but eventually you're gonna forget about the phone, or you're gonna get another phone, I don't know. But anyway, we should think more about the essence of what we are and who we are. What are we capable of doing without having any of the things? Because at the beginning, the man didn't really have anything, no? So we built all this to help us. We didn't build all this to own us, you know? That's what I think. I agree. And I think that is a lovely place to end up. So, yeah. The things that you own end up owning you. So, get rid of all your possessions, all your clothes, you walk around naked. Yeah, just walk around yeah, yeah. It's better. I'll, I'll it's kind you. of cold outside right now, but hey. Okay. Yeah, you get used to it. Not that <laughs> we'll adapt. But anyway, bye bye, viewer. Bye.